There you go. It's amazing, eh? Don't you feel you've got no excuses now? Amen. I want you to open your Bible with me in John chapter 5. John chapter 5. I want to just read a few verses from a story of Jesus. You saw when we were looking at that video clip, you see how someone got a vision of what their life could be. Having a vision of what could be lifts your hopes, lifts your aspirations, lifts everything inside you out of where you are and causes to come into your life the things that you dream about. You dream about bad things, you likely haven't come in. You dream good things, they're likely to start to move towards you. But I want you to see in the story here how Jesus asks a vital question to a man whose life has struggled with limitations for so long. In, uh, in John 5, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there was in Jerusalem a sheep gate, a pool called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water, and whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there, and he had already been in that condition a long time, he said this, Do you want to be made well? And the sick man answered and said, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. While I'm coming, another one gets in before me. And Jesus said then, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. And of course, then there's a conflict comes as a result of that. Father, we just thank you. Your word inspires us to believe no matter what our circumstance, no matter where we are, what the limitations we seem to have, that if we will believe, you are able to lift us up to a whole new dimension. Lord, today we pray at the beginning of this year that you will lift each and every one of us out of where we are and bring us by your word spoken into our hearts, by our faith, reaching out to you into a whole new dimension in this coming year. This story is a tremendous story. It's a story of a man without any kind of hope, and yet there was a hope and a dream in his heart. It's a story in, uh, in the Bible about a place called Bethesda, meaning the house of mercy. And the Bible tells us there were multitudes of people would gather there because it was a place of the supernatural. There was a gateway somehow opened into the supernatural, and a healing angel would manifest its presence once in a while. And so people came and were drawn to the supernatural. They were attracted to that place. People who were desperate, all kinds of people. The Bible says there were a multitude, many, many people with a desperate limitation in their life, wanting somehow to get a supernatural breakthrough. So everyone that came there was hoping that they would be the one that would experience the breakthrough. They would be the one that would experience a miracle. You can imagine there a scene of everyone waiting, 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 waiting for one day for the angel to stir the water. Then the one who was quickest into the water would get the miracle and would get healed. Now, it must have been some kind of supernatural operation. It had some limitations around that supernatural operation. But there were multitudes who were looking for an answer, just like in our community among your friends. There are many, many people who are looking for something, just like some of you tonight may have come and you desperately need something. If you have a look at it, it says there, there were many people who were sick. They weren't functioning right. It, it includes these, the blind, the lame, and the crippled. People 
who were blind, who had no vision. Can you imagine life with no vision? Perhaps some of us are living with no vision. One of the most important things for you to have, apart from your physical vision, is a vision in your heart of how your future would be. What will your future look like? What dreams do you have for your future? Have you written those dreams down? Have you got things that you are dreaming of, thinking of, planning for? If you're a young person today, one of the most powerful things to set your course straight and to stop you wasting your life and getting sidetracked is to have a dream of the future. Something quite clear, something that you desire, something that you long for, something that is, it comes from your heart and you're saying, I want that. That's what I want my life to be like. That's what I want to become. You saw the clip we had tonight. Who would imagine a man with no arms would be able to play a guitar, sing, and travel the world and speak to people? If you were to see that boy as a young boy, you could have, you'd have looked down on him with pity and looked down on him and thought, there's no way you'll ever get anywhere. There's no way your life will come to anything. Because we just look at the natural. We look at the limitations. But this young man had something in his heart. His father spoke words of encouragement in him. He said, you've got to choose. You've got to decide. You've got to want something to happen. And a dream was birthed in his heart of singing and playing music. A man with no arms playing music. That is a real challenge. Yet you saw in the video clip how the man was able to rise up and learn how to play the guitar and tune the guitar and play the guitar with his feet and play beautifully and sing beautifully. You need a vision for your life. So I'm sure as a young man, what gradually developed in his life was a vision. What do you have as a dream for this year? What do you want to accomplish with your life? If you have no vision, you're blind and you stagger, you can't see where you're going, and you miss opportunities. What a terrible thing of all the things to have no vision for our life. Second thing we noticed there was people who were lame. They were unable to walk. There was some, for some reason or other, there was something wrong in their body. They were unable to walk. It's a terrible thing for us to be able to walk, to have to move around on a wheelchair or have to be carried around by people. But it's not just a physical issue either. There are many people, God tells us to walk in love, to walk in the Spirit. If we want to fulfill our dream, to fulfill the vision God's put in our life, you and I need to connect with the Holy Ghost. We need to let God empower us and we begin to walk in the Spirit, walk with the life of God flowing through us. What is hindering your walk? Are you crippled by offense? Are you crippled by disappointment? Are you crippled by the setbacks you've had? Are you crippled in your heart with a negative attitude? Have you got something in your thinking that stops you getting up and believing God and beginning to walk in unity? with the Holy Spirit? Is there something in your life that continually overcomes you, a stronghold that stops you walking with God? Is it just pride, the inability to say, God, I need you. God, I want you. God, I want to walk with you. God, I want to learn how to flow with the Holy Ghost. What is it is stopping you? Are you up and walking with God, listening to His voice, flowing with His Spirit, or is there something that's crippling you, hindering you? Then it says there were people who are crippled. That may have done with, may have been in their leg, may have been in their arm or their hand. God has a work for every one of us to do. But I observe that many Christians fail to do the things God's called them to do. What stops you? What is hindering you? What is it? If you could break through that, your whole life and your future would change. I can remember being in a meeting with Pastor Clark Taylor years ago. Must have been about 19, 
84. God, that seems years ago, didn't it? A long time. Some of you, you know, it's a long time. <laughs> but I remember being in a meeting with him, and uh, he was talking about getting breakthroughs in our lives, and he, he said something that I have never forgotten. He said, if you had an issue in your life, something in your way of thinking, something in your attitude, something in the way you look at life that stopped you being all God wanted you to be. It stopped you doing the things that you dreamt of doing in your heart. If you knew what that thing was that was stopping you, would it not be worth investing time in yourself to shift that limitation until you broke through and all of the rest of your life changed? Even if it took you six weeks, three months, or six months of constant working on yourself to break through that limitation, and you knew that at the end of that, all of your life would be different, would it not be worthwhile applying yourself to break through that limitation? I went away from that meeting. I said, God, I see what it is in my life is limiting me. I see that there's a bondage of rejection. There's a bondage in my thinking. There is something I need to work on with you to break through. So I set myself every day, day after day, week after week, to break through that limitation in my life that I'd grown up with and accepted as being normal. And one day, I broke through it and had a tremendous experience with God. And the rest of my life changed. Ministry began to change. Everything began to change. For some, it may be as simple as just you do a course of study. And at the end of that course of study, you're now qualified and able to do something you could never do. Maybe it's a gift of music and you dream one day of being great. Turn your dream into a reality. You've got to do something in order to break through. And so this man was lying there. He said the angel came down and stirred the water. And so every day or week or whenever it was, doesn't say how often, there was a miracle. I suppose this man who came there week after week saw other people get miracles. I've been in meetings and seen other people get miracles and I wanted one. I wasn't impressed at all. In fact, I actually got a bit sulky about the whole matter. I struggled with it for a long time. That God seemed to do things for other people, but it wasn't happening for me. It seemed to reinforce that there was something wrong with me, that other people were better than me. It was something inside me I needed to break through and to get it free of. You see, God wants to do miracles in the life of every person. There's nothing can stop God doing it except our attitude of heart, our attitude of faith. So, this man here would come along and week after week, year after year, he was disappointed. Disappointment can be a terrible thing. When you have dreams and hopes and they're continually disappointed, you can gradually give up hope. But I tell you something about this man. He never lost hope one day. Imagine he was crippled for 38 years and he kept coming back to that pool. Imagine, I don't know how often, maybe it's every week. Suppose it was every week. And so every week he would drag himself or get himself carried to the pool in the hope that somehow today would be his day and someone else would get in before him and get the miracle and he would go home that day and his dream had gone. Can you imagine every week going and every week someone else gets the miracle and you don't? Someone else gets a breakthrough and seems favored by God, but not you. It could really, really get into your soul and destroy you. But you know something? He kept coming back. He never gave up. He never gave up dreaming. He never had, he had a dream in his heart that one day he would not have to live in this condition of being crippled. One day it would be different. So he never gave up. 
So that day came. It was another day like every day and he arrives there and he's somehow he's managed to make himself his way to the pool and he's in his usual place, as close to the pool as he can get, hoping when the water stirs, he can roll himself over and roll into the pool. But he thinks perhaps this day will be just like every other day. I won't be able to get there because there's no one to help me. And so Jesus walks by that day and saw him lying there and knew he had that condition a long time. The thing is, Jesus knows what you've suffered with a long time. He knows what you've put up with for a long time. He knows what's been happening in your life for a long time. He knows the disappointment you've had for a long time. He knows the struggle you've had for a long time. He knows the limitation you've lived with for a long time. And you have lived with it all your life. Whether it be 18 years or 20 years or older, you've lived with that limitation for a long time. But today is a different day. This is a different year. This is a day when your life can change. It's a day when you can make a decision. God, is my day today. Last year, you moved and touched others, but today, it's my day. Today, I'm going to experience your power. Today, that limitation goes out of my life. This year will be a different year for me. I won't be living with that limitation anymore. I'm going to break through and have a miracle in my life. The first thing that Jesus says to him when he saw him, strange question, do you want to be made whole? A lot of people don't really want to change. You see, when a person's been sick, they get used to a certain lifestyle of people feeling sorry for them. They begin to depend on the people around to come through for them. There's very few become independent. One of the few I've met was Debbie Ward. Debbie Ward is the most amazing person. I've got great admiration for her because she never let self-pity stop her doing what she wanted to do. She had no legs, and she's virtually just cut off from about here. Most, some of you would know her, some of you may not. But uh, a most amazing woman who made a decision she would not be limited by lack of legs. You walk around on her hands. She's traveled around the world. She's spoken at places and conferences. She's climbed mountains in a backpack on the back of someone. She's done all kinds of things, more things than you have done, and she's got no legs. She never let that stop her. You see, you must want, you must want to have a different future. You must want to have a different future. You must really want to have a different future. You know, the key to all change in your life is you've got to want to change. That word want means to purpose, to determine, to set your hand to, and to take hold of, to be quite determined, this is what I want. And so Jesus asked them the question, do you want that? Do you want that? Do you really want to change? Do you really want your life to be different? Do you really want to? See, some people, they're so disappointed their desire is gone. You can do something about that desire. Very, very simple things. Because almost all change in your life this year will take place because you really desire change to take place. And then your desire turns to action. We'll just show you the action in a moment. So what can you do to stir passion? Let me just ask you this. What area of your life are you really dissatisfied with right now? What area of your life are you unhappy that it's like that? What area of your life do you wish it could change? You'd really like it to be different. Write it down. There may be two or three areas of your life. There may be two or three things you could say, actually, I'm not satisfied with the way my life is going. It could be a personal issue in your life. It could be an attitude. It could be a problem, a struggle you've got. It could be relationships. It could be some kind of area related to your school or your work or whatever. 
why don't you write down what it is that you really are not satisfied with? And write down why you're not satisfied. What are the negative effects of that on your life? So you've got it, apart from being just generally I'm unhappy, I've got it specifically I'm unhappy about this. Then write down what you want to have happen. Get it out. Get it written down. This is what I want. This is what I want. Maybe you have a problem with fear. Well, this is what I'm fearful of, and this is how it affects my life. See the negative effect it's having on you. Then write down, this is what I want. I want to overcome fear. I want to have boldness in my life. Write down, I want boldness. Write it down, boldness. Now, if you were bold, what would be the benefits for your life? Why don't you just jot them down? If my life, if I was bold, this is what I'd be like. I'd be really quite different. I'd be different in these ways. And every day, morning and night, begin to dream of being bold. Begin to start to think about a life that's bold, life that's bold before God, or a life that's intimate with God. Perhaps that's what you're wanting. I want to be intimate with God. Imagine what that would look like. Imagine what that would feel like. Begin to let your heart dream. You know, as you dream, passion is stirred. You dream of the wrong things, then lust is stirred. You dream of godly things and good things, then passion begins to be stirred. You begin to watch what others do, look and read and associate with what others have done. Stir the desire in your heart because you're not going to change without desire. Because See, beyond your desire, there's something going to stand against you. You see, the devil isn't going to let you move to God's destiny for your life. He's not going to stand back and just allow you to muddle on and get ahead and get success. The Bible says he's a thief and a destroyer. He watches, demonic spirits watch you and they eye you up and they know how to push your buttons and keep you back where you are. If you're going to break through this year, you've got to really want to. So take some time thinking about a different future, meditating on a different future, beginning to declare your desires before God. Begin to dream of them. Because dreams and desires birthed in our heart usually lead to action. And so notice what happened here. The sick man answered and said, I've got no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. Notice the moment he's faced with a question, what do you want? Do you want to be made whole? He doesn't even answer it. He's preoccupied with what? See, the dream has diminished because of the disappointments. Dream's gone away because it hasn't been working. Dream's gone and sipped out, but he's still turning up. There's still there's a little bit of hope left. Jesus asked him, because he want to be made whole? He said, I got no one to help me. In other words, his whole focus is on what he doesn't have. His whole focus is on people. A lot of people I find, are blaming someone else. Well, no one helped me, or this one didn't come through for me, or that one didn't help me, or I thought they'd do this for me, and they didn't do this for me. And so we begin to build a whole victim mindset around, I'm where I am because I got no one to help me get anywhere. That is classic victim thinking. You are where you are because of your choices. You are where you are, where you are because of decisions you've made. And your future will be different if you make different decisions. And so Jesus Go straight to the court. Do you really want to change? Do you really want to throw off that fear? Do you really want to throw off that bitterness? Do you really want to throw off that rejection? Do you really want to throw off those things that have held you down and kept you on the ground? Do you really want to? Oh, I got no one to help me. That's nonsense. Listen, this is what Jesus spoke to him. So the first thing you got to do is want to change. Second, stop blaming people. And the next thing is he heard from Jesus. Jesus spoke a word into his spirit. 
And it wasn't just a word of, well, you know, this or that. It was a command. It was a rhema word from God Himself. A rhema word is when you've opened your heart and God has quickened a scripture, God has quickened a thought to you. It comes into your heart and like a mighty sword of the Spirit, it imparts faith into your heart. If our life is going to change, we must want it to change. We must remove the excuses for change. And we need to position ourselves to get a word from God. Once you get reading the word of God, once you start asking the Holy Spirit, speak to me, talk to me out of this, give me a word of encouragement. This morning had a great testimony from Neil Clough of how he broke through and got a miracle healing from bone cancer for which there is no human remedy. The divine power of God came in and restored him to health. And he shared how it happened. And he determined in his heart not to accept that negative situation, not to accept that limitation. He wanted to be whole. Then he got into the Word of God, and God gave him two scriptures which were like a rhema. And he held on to those words and spoke the words over his heart, began to believe that God would give him breakthrough. So you've got to respond. You need a word from God. Have you got a rhema for this year for your life? Have you got something God said, this is what I want to do? It'd be a good way to get your year started, wouldn't it? Start to get before the Lord. Ask Him to speak into your heart. Begin to bring your dreams, your desires to Him. Ask Him to give you a word. Ask Him to quicken a scripture. Give, him, give you something that you could hold on like a mighty weapon of war to release the supernatural into your life. So the Bible says this, said Jesus said, rise up, walk, take your bed, hop it. You know, this is the next thing he had to do. He actually had to respond and make a stretch. You know, a lot of people want something to happen, but not much happens until you stretch. Somehow when God's word's in your heart, you have to stretch and do something. I've seen a lot of people healed over time, but I notice with many of them, it was when they actually started to do something. You notice the lepers, when they walked, they were healed. The blind man, when he washed, he was healed. Somehow you've got to put action to the, tr to the faith and the thing you've got in your heart. So let me ask you this. Do you really want to be different this year? Do you really want your life to change? Why don't you take time to examine and locate and identify the things that limit you, the things that hold you back. Get them out there and begin to think how they're negatively affecting you. Turn against it and declare, this is what I want. This is actually what I want. This is my dream. This is what I want to break through. I'm going to write it up there. It's in front of me every day when I get up. This is, my, this is what I'm believing for. It's what I'm hoping for. Why don't you position yourself so you let go of blaming anyone else for why you're like you are and say, no, I'm not going to put my future in the hands of someone else. I'd be responsible for my life. And then begin to listen, God, speak to me. Give me a word that I can lean on and hold on that will actually impart to me faith and grace. And then decide how you're going to step out and begin to do that. Usually problems in my life don't just vanish magically. They vanish over a period of time as we actually do things which are completely different to what we've done. Do you really want to be made whole? Why don't you begin to identify and let desire begin to grow as you dwell? This is what this is. My, I'm writing this down for this year for me. I'm writing this down for the next three years. This is what I'm giving myself to. This is what I'm believing God for. And you push out of your life all the excuses, get a word from God, and then start to stretch and take an action towards it. And as he stretched, he rose up, and the power of God was released into his life. 
when you stretch, when you rise, when you step up, when you rise up from where you're lying down, when you put actual actions to your faith, that's when you start to see God moving. Father, we just thank you tonight that there are many people here that this is a year of change and breakthrough. For some, it's a breakthrough in mindsets and bondages and strongholds, bitterness and anger and fear, lust, uh, rejection, limitations in the mind and emotions. For some, it's disappointments. It's the setbacks they've had, the knockbacks they've had. For some, it's their circumstances which look overwhelming. For some, Lord, it's, a, it's an issue inside of having to step out of, of, uh, of being limited by a certain uh, group of people and to step into the dream that they have. For others, Lord, it's an area of learning and growing and training in some kind of new skill. Whatever it is, Lord, this is a year of breakthrough. Listen, folks, why don't you just open your heart right now? What is it that's holding you back? What is it has stolen your vision? What is it has crippled you? What stopped you walking and all the things that God wants you to walk in? Why don't you give it a name? And then begin to identify what you really want. Do you really want to stay like that? Do you? Do you want it? You're better than that. There's more in you than that. So why don't you take time over this week or so and begin to start to develop a dream, a vision. Write it down. God, this is what I want. Look for testimonies of other people that can inspire that dream and that vision and keep it alive in your heart. Begin to meditate on it. Think of a dream of yourself doing it. I'm sure that guy on that video clip, I'm sure he dreamed one day of playing a guitar, of doing something that no one thought was possible, playing a guitar with your feet. I would never have thought of that was possible. You know, God says, the Word of God says, He is able to do more exceedingly abundantly than we ask or think. We need to think bigger and ask bigger and expect His power to empower us. So what are you dreaming of for this year? Well, I'm dreaming of a better marriage. Well, then... Don't focus on a better marriage. Focus on you becoming a better spouse. That'll make for a better marriage, and that's what you have power over. While I'm focusing on praying for my spouse, they'll change. Oh, you're just in that same thing that man was. I've got no man. You're in the blame and the victim thing. No, no, no. If you want it to be different, you decide how you'll be different. What is it is holding you back? What are the limitations? What are the disappointments? What are the negatives? Why don't you decide this is what I'm going to be? I choose to be this. I choose to be that. Once you begin to ask God, God, give me some scriptures I can stand on. Give me a rhema word, something to encourage my heart and let faith grow in my heart. Then I'm going to speak that word over my life, and I'm going to respond to that word by taking steps. I'm going to put my faith into practical action. You may want a financial breakthrough. Wonderful. What would that look like? Get it specific. Listen to God. Get into the Word of God. Let God speak to you. Stop excusing. Well, it's hard time. It's a downtime. Listen, there's no downtime in heaven. There's no depressions in heaven. There's no financial setbacks in heaven. With God, all things are possible. Just get a word from God, and then now what must I do? What do I need to do? Say, well, I've tried. There's no jobs. Listen, sow your labor then. Sow for your future. Do something that will position you for God to bless you. Most people, if they find someone who's a great worker, say, man, I, 
I know someone who could help you and give you a job. He said, great, I'm on to it. Don't make excuses anymore. If it's music, worship, some kind of area, I want you to set out what you're going to do this year. Give yourself to developing that area. If it's training your knee, well, what is the training? Where can you get it? How can you get it? Set yourself, I'm going to grow and change. Do you want to be made whole? No doubt this year we're running some seminars that will bring great healing to men and great healing to women. Do you want to be made whole? You just put in your diary, I'll be there at that. Nothing will keep me back, nothing will stop me. Why? Because I want to be made whole and I want input that will help me to get whole. I choose to be there where I can get it. Do you want to grow in your walk with God? Well, what can you do? Do what you can. Take little steps. You'd be amazed what God will help you. Enough little steps and you've traveled a long way. I want to just while our eyes are closed and heads about, if there's any person hasn't made the first step in walking with God of receiving Jesus Christ, is anyone here tonight not received Jesus? I'd love you to just put your hand up and open your heart and say, I'd like to receive the Lord tonight. I want to become a Christian. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to join to him. I want to join to him. I want to become joined to him. Is there anyone here tonight? Perhaps for others who are here tonight, the area that you should focus on and could focus on would be friends coming to Christ. While it's impossible, you see, and you come up with all these reasons. No, 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 no. You got saved. It is possible. Why don't you write their name up and two or three names on a list and say, God, give me a word. Give me something in my heart. If these people are in my heart to believe for getting saved, then God, I'm going to hold them before you day after day. I'm not going to let go. I'm going to see them saved. I see them every day in heaven rejoicing with you. And I'll do what I can to build the bridges of relationship and connection to bring it about. But I'm not going to live a life that gets no one saved. I'm not going to live a life that just comes to meetings. I'm going to live a life that touches people. We need a dream. I want to deny if there are people, and you're here tonight, and disappointment and delay has caused you to lose hope. And so when we ask, well, do you want this or do you want that? Well, actually and you start to talk about someone who said this or someone who didn't do that or someone who failed you in some area listen that's just like this man do you want it to be different then give up your disappointments give up your setbacks and begin to set in your heart this is what i'm going to accomplish this is what i determine in my heart i'm going to own this dream and then i'll begin to ask god to show me the strategy and the plan to give me a word for it and I'm going to begin to find how to get there if that's you tonight why don't you make your way to the front people disappointments cause your dreams to be crushed or perhaps you got into some situation where you fell away from God and you lost your dream you got distracted disappointment if that's you just come to the front distraction you got into so many other things and you're just distracted away from what you know God said for you to do why don't you come to the front perhaps for some you've been offended offended with God, offended with people, and actually that's the real reason you're going nowhere. That's the real reason you've drawn back. That's the real reason you're hurt in your heart and you're holding back. You used to be on fire for God, but you're not anymore. You just are there, but there's just this reserve. That reserve is stopping you fulfilling your dreams. You're better than that. You've got more in you than that. Come on. Come on. Don't be limited. 
perhaps there's some area of your life and you've got a bondage and you say, God, I've given up all hope that I could be free. But tonight I feel hope stirring again. So I'm going to acknowledge tonight that, Lord, you're going to, this dream is starting to stir again in my heart. If you have a dream and you lost your dream, you say, God, tonight you're stirring me about my dream. Why don't you come to the front? Just come. Anyone else tonight? Anyone else? Just come. Come right now. Come. Come. Disappointments, distractions, offenses and hurts. Or you just lost heart. Why don't you come right now? Just, just come. Just lift your hands to the Lord. One of our pastors can come up. I'd like you to minister. and Maybe you get a prophetic word, just prophetically flow. If we've got anyone uh, in our church that prophesies or moves reasonably well in that flow, please also come up and just help us to minister. Let's begin to just bring encouragement and hope and life into people tonight. Amen. A different future for them. Are we ready? Those who've come to the front, just lift your hands to the Lord. I want you just to follow me in a simple prayer. Jesus, I open my heart to you tonight. I heard you speaking to me. I heard you calling my name. Yes, I want to be whole. I want my vision restored. I want my dream to come alive. Lord, tonight I come to you. I open my heart to you and ask you to, Lord, impart to me fresh life, fresh strength to arise in my spirit out of the place of lying down and to begin to fulfill what you put in my heart. Amen. Amen. Now you begin to worship the Lord. Some of our pastors and leaders come and lay hands on you and pray for you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Church, reach your hands out right now. Let's just believe together for God to touch people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amanda, why don't you come up, Richard? Come up and pray for people. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful Jesus. Mo, why don't you come up? And Brian, come on up. Both of you come up and just pray for some people. Lay hands on them and minister to them. Just begin to reach in prophetically to minister to them. Ah. Danny. Thank you, Lord. Let your word flow, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let your anointing flow. Power of your spirit begin to flow, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Restore dreams. Restore hopes. Thank you, Lord. Restore dreams and hopes. Well, I just see
just stand up under that song. Lord, I exalt you. I exalt you, Lord. This year is a year for me. I'm breaking out, breaking limitations, breaking into the dreams of the heart. It's a year of breaking forth. It's a year of enlargement. I thank you, Lord, for putting fresh hope, fresh vision, fresh faith. Thank you, Lord, for a great year. Thank you, Lord, for a fresh season beginning. stretch out again. Father, we thank you that in this coming year, there are great breakthroughs ahead for each of us. Breakthroughs as a church, breakthroughs young people, breakthrough young adults, breakthrough in every area. Thank you, Lord. We refuse to accept the limitations. We live with and accept it. We rise to break into new dimensions in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a great presence of God here right now. Lynn, is that young man behind you been prayed for, minister to? That one there? He has, okay. Praise the Lord. If there's any here tonight that's sick, needing a miracle of healing in your body, why don't you come up and just come to the front so someone can come and pray with you. If, you're needing, if you had a need for a breakthrough in some kind of area, just come to the front. Someone will pray with you. Otherwise, have a fantastic week. See you at the Premier League Tuesday night. It's going to be awesome. God bless. Okay, those who are sick, just come to the front. Hey, Roger, why don't you come up and pray for some people? Eh? Come on, pray. Come on, pray for some people. Roger moves greatly in miracles, and he'll pray and release the power of God into your life. Come on, why don't you just believe God for some miracles here tonight, eh? Charlie, come on up with him. That's right. This is Roger. Roger's from the Philippines. He's a pastor, great friend of ours, great man of God. Has miracle crusades and miracle meetings. And why don't you just believe God? Just come on around and just begin to pray for people. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So just think, what am I believing God for? Don't focus on your problem, how bad your problem is. You can lift your hands up and say, God, this is what I believe in God. This is the miracle I'm wanting. Amen.
Will respond. 